This is a presentation of Dawnforge Productions. You're listening to All Things Azeroth, episode 698, Grief at the Gates. Today's sponsor is Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash atareads2020. That's bit.ly slash atareads2020. Nearly 500,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Today's show is also brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at tryexpressvpn.com slash expressata2020. That's T-R-Y-E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash expressata2020 for three months free with a one-year package. Visit tryexpressvpn.com slash expressata2020 to learn more. Coming to you from the exotic land known as Canada, eh? You're listening to another episode of All Things Azeroth. Now we present your awesome hosts, the always stalwart and honorable Maedros, the commander of the fell and master of demons, Death, the non-vegan meat shield, my warrior brother, Toasty, and the high priestess of the Everlight, Allie. She ain't from Canada, but it'll work. It's the internet. Just go with it. They are bringing you your news from the world of Warcraft. This is All Things Azeroth. And welcome back to All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. I'm your host, Medros, and with me I have Toasty. Hey, Toasty. Hey, Medros. How you doing? I'm doing well. How you sir? How you doing, sir? I'm doing okay. I'm tired. It was a, it, it, it's, it was both a long weekend in Canada, and it was also just a long weekend in general for me, because I spent almost the entire weekend doing physical labor, and I am exhausted because there was a lot of physical labor and it was also pretty warm here and some of it was outside so like I, I would like a nap at some point probably after the show but like is it really a nap if it's after the show and at a time that's just slightly earlier than when I normally go to sleep no one nothing and we also have Ali hey Ali hi how are you doing I am also tired, but for a different reason. Because <laughs> you worked today, I think. Well, I did work today, and, and work is... I work. I don't even want to get into it. It's, it's beyond exhausting right now, and wearing a mask, while important, and I fully support it, and I think everyone should be doing it, it is even more exhausting. <laughs> but I ended up streaming last night, and like my first... Like, solid, legit stream. I was on camera and everything. And it ended up being a lot of fun. And the next thing I knew, I I looked at the time and it was 11.30. So that was late. (laughs) It took me a little bit to unwind after that. So I got to bed later than I intended last night. But it was fun. So there you go. Glad to hear you had fun. Yeah. I saw you mention after the fact that you had streamed, and I was like, how did I miss that you'd been streaming? Like- I, I just, I didn't want to make a big deal out of it, because it was, like, partly I was being shy, because I was getting on camera, and I was nervous about it, and whatnot. So I didn't, like, post it in all the discords ever, and really pimp it out. Like, I did one tweet on my Twitter, I did, and I retweeted it on my show Twitter, and then just left it at that, because I was nervous. 
So, yeah. I was annoyed to add my phone because, like, your guys' channels I have set up so that I actually get notifications for whenever you go live. Like, I follow a bunch of people. There's only, I think, five channels where I have notifications for when they go live enabled. And yours is one of them, and Aww. I didn't get a notification. Well, I mean, I was kind of ninja streaming anyways, so it's it's okay. But I'm honored that you have it <laughs> to set up to notify. <laughs> yeah, I have. So yours is one channel, so is Medros's. I got. But which one of mine? Uh, the Pogo one. Okay. That's where you. So if I was it went live on Med on the Medros, you would not. You, you would just lose out of that, right? Right, because like that's the Pogo one is where you do the majority of your streaming. Okay. Um, Manny's is also notified a notified one. Sarah Stone. Oh, I guess there's six because Critical Role. But yeah, it was it was good. It was a lot of fun, and you know, got to chat with people and explore some beta stuff, which we'll talk about in a minute. But um, yeah, it was good times, and now I'm tired, but it was totally worth it. How are you this week, Medros? Doing okay. Uh, it was an interesting week, and uh, yeah, so I was out of, without internet for uh, all of Thursday uh, until from like when I woke up until like six p.m. ish. Yikes! And uh, working from home that causes a bit of a problem. You know, not be able to access the internet when you're trying to do stuff that requires the internet. So uh, it was uh, it was a time. It was a time. <laughs> Uh, I spent the entire day in my office waiting for the internet to come back and didn't get paid for it. So, didn't enjoy it. Oh, that's rough. I know you were kind of iffy about whether or not you'd get paid for it. Yep. Oh. And the answer apparently is no. Mm, I'm sorry. That's, that sucks. It's, it's just the way it is. Um, right. I can't blame my employer for not wanting to um, but I also can't say that I'm going to appreciate getting less paid this pay this Friday so yeah. but uh, it is yeah it is what it is so um, make adjustments and, and stuff uh, yeah it, it yeah it's I'm just glad it didn't happen like on a day like I had an important meeting or something like that, because that would have been bad. So right. Anyways, uh, Toasty, how was your week in WoW? Um, it was pretty good. Um, didn't do any raiding stuff this week. I kind of just did my own thing because I, I my objective for this week was to play a bunch of WoW while also watching hockey because hockey came back. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Wait, what? Hockey, hockey, hockey's a, a, a winter sport. It's summer now. Hockey shouldn't See, happen. the way I the way I'm approaching it is that it's pretty cold in the southern hemisphere. So, it, do they play hockey in the southern hemisphere? There's an Australian hockey league, and they are playing hockey now. Well, maybe. All right then. Does does our team score a goal with 0.1 seconds left on the clock? No. Anyway, um. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like there's more to that than just a simple question. Yeah, it could be our teams may have played each other yesterday. 
Yeah. My team may have won with 0.1 seconds left on the clock. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Accurate. Yep. Yep. (laughs) So anyway, my goal this week was to play as much WoW and also watch hockey at the same time because why not combine some of the two, my two passions in life? So I attempted to stream on Wednesday while also watching hockey. It actually worked out pretty well. I did some mark. I did some mount farming. Um, what did I hit up? I hit up. Um, I hit up ICC. Didn't get anything. I hit up Black Rock Foundry. Got nothing. I I started in Ulduar before I remembered that I have to do it with uh, with. Oh, what's 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 I have to I have to kill. Oh, why am I forgetting the name of the boss in Ulduar now? Oh, the last boss in Ulduar. Uh, blank. Why am I blanking? Ellie, help. Do you want Do you want help? The last yeah. boss is Yagasaran. That's it. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Dear Lord, Toasty. I'm. Did, did, did you hear me mention that I'm tired? <laughs> and how tired I am? <laughs> yes, yes. That, yeah, so I had to. Rem- I remember that I had to do it Yog Zero, and I'm like, I don't feel like attempting that tonight. So I got through the first boss in Ulduar. From like, mm, nope, not gonna bother. Yog Zero is uh, easy now. Yeah, I mean that that that's probably true. I just remember the last time I attempted it, and it was not easy. So, yeah. I didn't bother. I'll probably go back eventually off stream to see if I can actually do it and then do it on stream where um, I'm like, it's likely to get embarrassed by my lack of success. <laughs> um, I also went to Mogashan to try to get the Astral Cloud Serpent. Got uh, zero on that. And after that, I attempted to, uh, Brawler's Guild. Um, I didn't quite make progress make uh, as much progress as I wanted to. I think I started the night out at rank 3 and finished out at rank 7? It's like a decent amount of progression, but I'm not I'm not that close to getting Bruce yet. And I'm at the point of that quest line where I need to do the uh, I forget what they're called, but they're not the normal Brawler's Guild bosses. You have to get the Oh, is it like the special like match card ones or whatever? Yeah, yeah, I have to get the match cards. I have to kill those things for the quest. So I haven't progressed on I haven't progressed beyond that step. Um Outside of that, I did dip my toes into beta a little bit, not significantly. Most of it was spent just uh comparing uh copied character levels to what they ended up being in, uh, in in beta, so character copy was enabled in the beta recently, and I spent some time copying over some of my characters that were not level one hundred and twenty, and just seeing what they ended up as after after the copy. So um, I copied over five characters, and this is kind of how it broke down. I had a level twenty seven character that ended up at seventeen, a level eighty that ended up at thirty, a thirteen that ended up at six. 100 that ended up at 40, and 63 that ended up in 25. Now, their their locations didn't get updated as I leveled through, and some of them definitely weren't in the locations that they were when I logged out. I think the one that is in 
wrath, like two wrath areas. So I had a level 80 and a level 63 that were in a random place in wrath, and they ended up in Dalaran. I don't know if that's what we can expect come live, but that's just... I know we had a, we had an email come in a few weeks ago kind of asking how those level conversions would end up, so I decided to do this little experiment. Well done. Um, but yeah, that's that's about it for my weekend. Wow, not a lot of group content. There's a lot of solo stuff, and sometimes you need that. Just kind of zone out and play the game. Uh, how about you, Ellie? What did you get up to? I did a lot of islands. Because I am still one of those crazy people that actually really enjoy islands. Plus, there's still eight island mounts. A good amount of pets still. And a couple things from the doubloon vendor that I want to get. And as of now, they are not going to make island solo queue next expansion. So it's going to be a little harder to actually queue up and do things. So I'm trying to do what I can for it now. I was not successful to get any of those, but I got more doubloons, so that's something. And I, you know, had a good time. I did one Mythic Plus. I think it was a 14 Megagon workshop. It was not that great. <laughs> but then again, I also was DPSing because someone else wanted to heal. And I spent all expansion working on my Holy Preset. So my shadow preset is still a little lacking. So do not do that great. <laughs> but that's okay. And I did some beta stuff. Oh, I did an ICC run. I didn't get the mount. That's, that's fine. That's expected. But <laughs> I did do some beta stuff. I created a little 60 tune and signed up with Ardenwield. And without... Going into spoilers, in Ardenwield, after you commit to them, there is a performance you put on. I found it highly entertaining, and I laughed the entire time, and it was it was a lot of fun. It was probably some of the most fun I've had solo questing in-game in quite a long time. It was... I'm easily amused, so it was really entertaining. <laughs> I, I've heard That's about this I'll performance. See. I've seen a lot of people yeah. talking about it, and I'm uh, right now I'm on the fence as to whether or not I want to experience it now or in live. I say both because it was great, <laughs> and I mean, granted, like there's various reasons I want to get to Ardenwield and why my my main's probably going to go there. I, I, I don't want to go into spoilers. It just it was great. I had a lot of fun. I also took a little bit of time to explore the new mission table system because admittedly I was a little disappointed at first when they talked about mission tables being back again. Seeing the new system in action, I appreciate that they're putting some work into it. You know, there's a little more depth. You have to put a little more thought into it. I... I'm very amused. Amused is not the right word. I don't know. I really enjoy the auto battler system. You know, for example, Hearthstone Battlegrounds. I have a lot of fun with that. So seeing if you so wish you can see your, you know, followers attack 
the people they're going after and and very much in a typical Hearthstone Battleground fashion where like their little icon like smacks up against their icon and it it was I don't know it was it was it was neat it was pretty cool like it gives me more of an ability to have an open mind about it and the changes they're making to the mission table because I definitely see that they're trying to improve it. It was pretty it was pretty cool. I'll have to play around with it a little bit more. But so far, I like what they're doing with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's about it. How about you, Medros? Um my week in WoW, I got a bit of time to go over to the beta. Um tried repeatedly on different days to get a a run to the uh, process of choosing your covenant with the pre-made character. Uh, every single time that I tried, it crashed my game. Like, hard crashed out to my my desktop. Um, so I tried to delete the character. Can't delete the character. So there, there's a bug of some sort there. Uh, I figure I will uh, instead create a character that is... Uh, the highest level you can create otherwise. I think probably one of the... Uh, it's, not, it's not Maldraxxus. It's Revendreth, I guess. Uh, or Ardenwield, one of the two. Um, I'll create a character there, level through that, and then use that as the, the stepping stone to choosing a covenant and see if it'll let me do it at that point. Um, and then I did copy over some characters to the beta. I... Only a couple of high-level characters. I didn't really do the test that, that you did, Toasty, of seeing what the levels converted into. Uh, I will probably do that, because I have several that are really close to each other, so I'm going to be curious to see, you know, if a 43 and a 45 end up the same level, and, and stuff like that, and see where they end up being. Um, but uh, definitely very interesting to see uh, the progress so far uh, in the beta, and... I mean, there's lots of bugs, but uh, it, it was interesting to see the, hey, you're 120, now level 60, and or 50, I guess, and, you know, here's here's what you need to do next. Uh, so I'm very curious to see what that's going to end up resulting in. So uh, lots of cutscenes I want to see, though. So it's still going to be something to look forward to in live. Awesome. But that uh, that was pretty much my week. Uh, nothing uber exciting, but, uh, just, you know, just trying things out and seeing where things land currently in the, uh, in the testing phase, so. Well, hopefully this month and well brings you some other interesting things to take a look at, because there's a few, I, there's a few things here that I know that you might enjoy, if not actually, in, if know, not actually doing them, and then in just harassing me about them. You know, sir, uh, I did did realize on Saturday uh, that we might have forgotten something last week. Yeah, see, here's one of the things you like enjoy harassing me about. Yeah, I did. I did forget about Dark Moon Fair last week. All right, uh, my bad. <laughs> so this month, All this right. month and well, we've got the Dark Moon Fair, which has started on August second, so yesterday, as of the recording, and it's going to continue through to August eighth. So if you're listening to the download, you've got like a day, maybe two to uh, check out Dark Moon Fair. 
After that, we've got the Pet Battle Bonus Event going from August 4th to the 10th, and the PvP Brawl Comp Stomp from the 4th to the 10th. We've got the Return of Time Walking on August 11th with Cataclysm Time Walking that runs until the 17th, and Free T-Shirt Day is on August 16th. We've got the Arena Skirmish Event going from August 18th to the 24th, along with PvP Brawl Deep Six. Uh, and on August on the week of August 25th, Medros and Ali will no doubt harass me to remember to pick up a the quest for the World Quest Bonus Event that runs until yeah, don't the 30th. Don't forget the quest. That runs until the 31st. And we're going to cap off the month with the Trial of Style, and that runs from August 31st to September 4th. But but you forgot something that was happening around the middle of this month, sir. What? You forgot something. The NHL lottery draft? No. What did I forget? 700% of the show, man. Jeez. I was going to leave that to you to talk about. Oh, I see. Likely excuse. <laughs> so, yeah, we will uh, be celebrating the 700th episode of the podcast this, this month. Uh, it should happen in two weeks by my math, and, and my math is pretty good since it's, you know, episode 698. And we will uh, we will probably try to get a guest or two on, see if we can get some, uh, some notable figures from the past of the show and uh, people who... Uh, are likely to harass me, uh, since that just seems to be the whole, you know, thing you have to do when you come on the show. But uh, definitely look forward to having everybody come out for the uh, 700th episode of All Things Azeroth. Yeah, that'll be awesome. I'm excited. So, barring any issues where we have to cancel an episode, it'll be in two weeks. So, that'll be the 17th uh, in Discord. Look forward to having you there. All right, so... Uh, I guess on to news, I guess, right? Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's, uh, this thing, this has been making a little bit of waves recently. So, apparently, there are reports that a, uh, a player got a one-day suspension from the game for using the Group Finder tool to advertise in-game services such as boosts and carries for gold. Not for real-world cash, but for gold. Now, we don't have any information other than what has been shared by apparently a guildie of the person. I'm kind of confused by by the fact that... The, I'm confused by the fact that this even happened, because this is not something that Blizzard has ever said is against the rules. Uh, in fact, they've said that as long as it's not for real money transactions, it's fine. Uh, but that does appear, based on what's been shared, to be the, the issue at hand and the reason for the suspension. But it's a one-day suspension. It's not a permanent ban. Uh, so that makes me feel like there's something else there that Blizzard wanted to be like, okay, we're not taking away your account, but this is a, 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 a warning shot over the bow kind of thing. Um what do you guys think of the fact that... Okay, if we assume this is a fact, this is correct, this has not been misreported, how do you feel about Blizzard taking a stand like this, and is this making an example of somebody to give a warning to other players? So here's the thing. Like, at like, at first, at first I was in the camp of, like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, we... 
Like that that's just, that's just part of something that happens about when you advertise to sell carries and all that in exchange for gold. That's been happening for a while and has never really been frowned upon. But then it was brought to my attention at one point that um, advertising in general is just not permitted in the group finder. And apparently this is where this happened. So if that's the case, and it's been clear that that advertising would not be permitted in the group finder, then I am in support of this of this action. Especially because it's such a short term thing. I don't imagine it, I don't so, imagine continued abuse of this would result in anything permanent because it's it's still it's still something that is genuine genuine eh, it's still something that's generally permitted in WoW in terms of exchanging carries and all that for gold. It's, they're trying to make sure that people are using the right forums to do so. Okay. So it's the it's the the tool used to communicate the offer, not the offer itself. No, I have no problem. In, I have no problem with people exchanging carries and whatnot in exchange for gold. I, um, I've talked about this on the show back in back in uh, in Warlords. Uh, I got my I got my ahead of the curve mount because of uh, an offer communicated in trade chat. To for in exchange for gold to to get my head of the crew because we didn't quite have the numbers to do it back then. Okay, what what do you think, Allie? Yeah, I was a little confused by this at first because exchanging for gold is fine. I, I think you know that's that's perfectly fine. And I've actually I've I'm I'm a, I've seen these listings before and while I find them a little annoying personally you know I didn't really bat an eye at them but with the thought of it being considered as actual advertisement I can see why advertisement would be frowned on and the point is also brought up that these kind of groups drown out the normal legitimate pug listings we would see and that is not okay either so i i don't see someone getting banned for one day fixing this i think people are just going to keep doing it because you know like i said like at first like i was a little confused why there was a ban tied to this but at the same time, if nothing gets done, then it, it's going to just get out of hand. And like I said, drown out the, legitim the legitimate normal postings. So I'm okay with it. Considering the length of the ban and all that, like I don't think, I don't think continued abuse of this should escalate to an outright ban. I think that's a little too far. Keeping these bans relatively short hopefully would deter action like this going forward. It, it, uh, there's been a mostly good response to this. There seems to be a lot of people very happy about it. Yeah. And all that. I mean, it's it, 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 
it does make it difficult for some people who whose primary gold uh, making was advertising through here or just uh, trying to put groups together for that but I I didn't even realize that advertising within this tool was was a restricted thing so hopefully hopefully actions like this and being more public will cut down on on that if that's the case now, did you guys realize advertising in the group finder was frowned upon and against the rules? Honestly, I did not. As you know, Toasty's uh, Toasty, as Manny's pointing out in chat, it actually is an option for reporting. Uh, it's a recent thing in BFA. Yeah. I guess I just never really knew it was this frowned upon. Because I always thought the thought was that as long as it's gold and not real money, it's okay. Yeah. So I think it's good that the news of this gets spread so people can start understanding, you know, what is and is not frowned upon. No, it, it would be kind of cool, like, if, if down the line uh, there was a... There was something in the group finder where you could separate it. could separate it out for the people who are willing to pay the gold to get yeah. carried through all that stuff. I mean, that would certainly eliminate that problem. This specific problem altogether. You know, if people just legitimately want to find a group to work through the content and progress with uh, like-minded people. They have that option, but if someone just wants to say, yo, if I toss you 500,000 gold, can you carry me through this 15k? Like, that's cool too. Right. I mean, trade chats is another option for that, and, grant and granted, probably the I would argue probably a better option, because it's restricted, because in that case, it's just people on your realm, and you're guaranteed, and that way the gold or whatever can actually be exchanged. As opposed to group finder, where uh, you know they're grabbing people from all over the place. Yeah, did, didn't we have? Isn't there a member of our Discord uh, brawl who used this kind of stuff to earn the the gold for his blog wife? Uh, I d I don't know how specifically he advertised it. I do know, but like go, offering gold runs. Yes. Yeah, he was he, yeah, yeah. he was selling gold carries uh, for fifteens. Okay, I thought so. Yeah. And like, like you said, there's nothing inherently wrong with that. That's been a thing in WoW for forever. Selling carries for gold. Like, it's been a thing since at least I've started playing. Yeah. It's been a long thing, I think, for a long yeah. time, honestly. I think, I think, and like, like I said, I think people's main problem with this, as it is right now, is just that it was clog it was taking up the majority of the results and hiding away the legitimate groups who just wanted to actually progress and find uh, another group who was willing to take that time to do so. Yeah, like that that's the pro that's a problem. And that's definitely not right. Um, and I'm glad that Blizzard is trying to send a message to the people who are trying to advertise these things of the proper method to do yeah. so. Also, Blizzard just just introduce a paid a, a paid uh, flag 
in 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 yeah. the group finder. That'll also solve the problem. That it would. You'd have that idea for free, or you know, five hundred thousand gold. I mean, I take five hundred thousand gold. No. No. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so definitely g- good to see that there's some clarity on this so people have an understanding of what's the expectation and what they can expect going forward uh, if they go ahead and violate these rules. So, Okay, well, on the topic of mythic pluses and all that other stuff in the group finder, Ali, there's a change coming up with like the chest rewards in Mythic Plus next expansion, right? There sure is. Not just Mythic Plus either. It is Mythic Plus raids and pvp so we've heard that starting in shadowlands with the mythic plus cash we would actually get options and choose our loot and choose our loot from a set of you know a certain amount of options and that's a change that a lot of people are excited about really looking forward to recently there has been data mined this system and it's called the Great Vault. And what it is, again, I preface this by saying that this was data mined in the beta. So this is something that can completely change. This is just what we're seeing so far. So the Great Vault is basically your your cash, your reward cash for the week. And the number of options you have to choose from with, you know, what gear, one gear piece you get happens based on what you do during the week. So to explain this much better than I am, if you defeat three raid bosses, that's a gear, a gear option or loot option. When you defeat seven bosses, that's your second loot option. If you defeat 10 raid bosses, that's your third loot option. Say you defeat 10 raid bosses and you do one Mythic Plus. That's four loot options. So it kind of continues on and on and on. And if you do the three objectives for the raid row, you do three objectives for the Mythic Dungeons row, and you do three objectives for the PvP row, you have nine potential options of loot that you get to choose from for your cash. Or if you don't like any of the options they give you, you can also still choose a currency, but it wouldn't be forced upon you. Like that's something you can choose. Now, if you are in chat, I'm going to share this UI with you just so you kind of have an idea of what's going on. And again, this is just data mined. No matter how many objectives you complete, you will still only get to pick one gear reward. The objectives will give you more options, not more gear. So it's definitely something to understand. That's a big deal. It gets a little confusing with how they decide what item level your gear reward is going to be at. As of right now, it's looking like the raid item level of loot is probably going to be determined by the difficulty of the raid you completed, which makes sense. The PvP item level is going to be determined by the highest bracket win of the week, which again, makes sense. 
Mythic Plus is where it gets, at least in my own mind, a little confusing, and I'm not sure if this aspect's going to go live. Basically, the first reward, you know, in, in the row of Mythic Pluses, your Mythic Dungeons, you've got, you know, th your three objectives. So that first objective is going to be determined by the highest key you complete for the week. So say you do a plus five, a plus 10, and a plus 15, that plus 15 is going to be your first reward. Loot option. The second objective is when you complete five mythic dungeons. Mythic pluses. And that's going to be determined by the fifth highest key for the week. And that's where it starts getting a little funky in my mind. So say, for example, you do a... A plus 15, a plus 15, a plus 12, a plus 10, and a plus 10. That second plus 10, that's your, your fifth key for the week. So for that second objective, that's the item level it's going to be based on. It just, it starts, that, that, that aspect of it to me is a little confusing. And then when you do the third objective, which is the plus, when you complete 15 Mythic Dungeons... It's looking like it's going to be determined by the 15th highest key you complete for the week. So with Mythic Dungeons, it gets a little a little funky. I don't know if I agree with how they're doing that. But again, it's data mine. It's beta. It may not go live this way. It may go live making a lot more sense than it does in my mind right now. Because data mining. But I do really like that we are getting a way to have these options and to be able to do the different kinds of content to contribute to these options. You know, especially for someone who prefers raids or who does a mix of mythic dungeons and PvP or whatever it may be, you're not, you know, cornered into one content area if you want to do more things. Or if you do want more options, you have a lot of ways to make that happen. So that aspect of it is good. I don't know. What are you, what are you guys thinking about this? Like, honestly, when I first read this over, I was very confused as to what was happening because, like, um, like there's, there's talk about uh, some of these rewards scaling up based on, I'm assuming, completing some of these objectives. There's like um, like ah, uh, yeah. I I don't. I I when when the concept of all this was first introduced, like okay, we complete certain things to gain additional pieces of items, and I thought that kind of be it. Uh, obviously, some of these items, the the item level of the of these. Of this of this loop would be determined by whatever your key was for the week, and like, as it is right now. Uh, but it looks like that's going to be affected by some of these things, and I feel like as it is right now, it's needlessly complicating it. Yeah, like I don't get because say so say going back to Mythic Pluses for the second objective with just the five dungeons for that second objective, fifteen that that gets all sorts of funky. But so it takes your lowest level of the top five dungeons. So say you do a 15, a 14, a 13, a 10, and a six. 
So for the second objective, it's going to take that plus six and use that to determine your item level option. With that, I just that doesn't feel good to me. Like, correct me if I'm know. wrong. Like right now, your cash is determined on the highest one you complete. Yes. Like, what's wrong with what's wrong with that system? That doesn't make any sense to me. Like that, that is exactly what I expect. It should be based on your highest result. Yeah. I don't get why it wouldn't be based on that. My, my impression of this system when it was announced at BlizzCon was like, okay, if I want, like, I'm going to get my reward no matter what if I do my Mythic Pluses, and it's going to be determined on whatever my Mythic Plus level was. And if I want to get extra choices, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to do some extra things, like maybe more Mythic Pluses or whatever. In order to give myself a better choice into as to what I'm getting out of that cash. But like now there's certain objectives that will increase item level and all that. Like it doesn't make it's needlessly complicated. I feel like if it was just do these objectives and you get another choice, like that would have been enough. I would have been happy with that. Yeah, so it's, I definitely, if, if it goes on to beta, as is data mine now, I really encourage everyone to take a look at it and give your feedback. Again, constructive criticism goes really far, especially since we've seen multiple times already in this alpha and beta time that they are actually listening to our feedback and making changes based on it. So definitely, if you're in beta, or if you're not in beta, and you're just reading the interviews and the articles, definitely take a look at it and, and give your feedback, because, you know, maybe it's just not making sense to us, it may make sense to you, you know, maybe once it actually comes out and Blizzard explains it versus being data mined, maybe it'll make a lot more sense, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, obviously right now we're making these assumptions based on whatever is there, and as as has happened in in this beta already, like some of the things we see are old versions and may not be what they're intending to push. So, we'll have to see. Yeah, I mean, Blizzard, Blizzard said before, like, what gets pushed into a beta is often two to three builds delayed from what's actually live what's internal so you know what is what we're seeing here may not even be close to what is currently in t inside the company so right so it's important to notice that and to recognize that as players yes exactly. totally agree but yeah i'm curious like i said I, I love the fact that we're going to have options and RNG is not going to rule our life quite as much with this. So that's good. Uh, and I'm curious to see how this plays out once it actually comes out. To me, it looks like a, a bunch of quests. Like, mini quests that aren't, like, in the world, um, but are are just sending you to do different things. Yeah, I mean, the, for the raid section, the PvP section, you know, raid is defeat three bosses, defeat seven bosses. Easy. PvP, you know, you earn 100 conquest points. Earn 150 conquest points. Easy. It's just, it's the mythic plus sign that gets me a little confused in my brain piece. Yeah. yeah. 
Also, yeah. lol, defeat ten raid bosses in a nine in a nine raid boss tier. Well, maybe it's you know a few on normal, a few on heroic, and a few on LFR. Maybe I don't know. Oh no! Don't get me wrong. Logically, logically, I came to that conclusion almost immediately. But also, that that, that was just funny to me, like at first glance. <laughs> right. Hey, I'll take. I'll, they should throw a tenth boss in there. Bosses are good. Yeah. Plus job security for my show down the road, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Give me another boss. It's fine. <laughs> I just. I hope Blizzard will clarify for those who uh, the Mythic Plus side of it especially is confusing and who will have, have a strong impact on. Uh, I hope they will clarify it for folks so that they are more informed and, and make, can make a decision uh, based on that information going forward. Yeah, and I'm sure they will. But some other information going forward involving a great thing called Torghast that all three of us enjoy. Yeah. Um, so, there have been lots of updates to Torghast since its original iteration in the beta, first of all. Um, like, there's that twisting corridor thing that we kind of got familiar with, uh, like, the idea of when BlizzCon was first announced. Um, that's a cosmetic thing only, um, but anyway. So, Torghast has a total of six wings, they have different environments and all that other stuff. Um, Twisting Corridors is like a combination of all of those environments, but it only it only rewards cosmetic stuff. So, with the, of these six wings in Torghast, only two of them will be available each time, and it'll be rotating week to week. And uh, completing floors in those two active wings gives you loot that we now know the name of. It's called Soul Ash. So it's a it's just a power used from within Torghast, and it's used to fuel the Rune Carver's chamber. So, as I said, each wing of Torghast is kind of broken up into multiple level level layers, ranging from one to eight, and each layer is going to contain six floors. Um, so once you complete a layer, you can talk to somebody called the Wayfinder at the start of a new run. To, com- to teleport directly to another layer. So if you've completed floors 1 through 6 on layer 1, and you start on layer 2 uh, on subsequent runs, you can choose to teleport to layer 2 and start from there, and so on and so forth. <clears throat> um, obviously, the higher the layer and the floor number, the harder the enemies are going to be. Now, when the well, the Soul Ash comes into play because it's your... You are rewarded a certain amount of soul ash depending on the layer that you have completed. Now, contrary to what some may think, the, the amount of soul ash you get rewarded actually decreases the amount of soul ash you are rewarded. So on the first layer, you're going to get 15 soul ash. The second layer is going to be 10. 5 for layers 3 to 5, layer 6 will give you 4, and layer 7 and 8 will give you 3. Now, this is... Uh, the way I picture the the way the way it looks is, is it's rewarding the players for just completing floors in Torghast, 
and while you will get more throughout it like it, it's less beneficial as it goes on so players won't necessarily be feeling that pressure to complete all what six eight layers six flo six floors per layer that's 48 floors of Torghast per wing per week <laughs> so that's that's great like if you're just looking to get a good chunk of soul ash you could just complete the first six floors per wing and end up with 30 soul ash and it should be noted that when you if you choose to skip the layer so say you complete that first layer of Torghast on the on the first week and on the second week you decide to skip it you will still get the soul ash that you would have gotten had you completed it so on the second week if you skip to layer two you're still going to get the 15 soul ash that you would have had from completing layer one while also gaining any soul ash you'll earn if you complete level two so you're not, skipping does not decrease your reward also, um, this article also talks about the uh, intro questline and what kind of rewards you get for that. Um, so it's going to take you through all six wings of Torghast on the first layer. So that means you're getting a bunch of soul ash. Soul ash. Wow, that is hard to say kind of quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to edit yourself out there, Toasty? Soul oh ash. <laughs> um so I, I know it was the first word I had an issue with your pronunciation of it, but alright. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> So uh, good times. So with the Torghast intro quest line, just doing that first layer on Torghast is uh, on, for each of the wings will count as your completion for every wing, which means you're going to get a total of 90 soul ash the first week. <laughs> straight up. <laughs> and, like, a legendary only costs 100, so you don't only have to do um, a, a second layer for one of the wings and you get a legendary the first week. Possibly. It's not 100%. After all, this is beta. So, things change. So, if I understand it, a, 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 an earlier layer will give you more ash than a later Correct. layer. That doesn't seem like a, a smart thing to spend your time on. To well, me. Here, here, but here's the thing, right? I mean, so, I, I if I complete the first layer the first week, I get 15, right? And after that, okay. on subsequent runs, I can skip the first layer if I want to. And go straight to layer two. If I skip straight to layer two, I'll, 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 uh, I'll automatically get that 15 ash. And have the potential to get the 10 more ash for completing layer two. Okay. So you don't lose out on the rewards if you decide to skip. Gotcha. So yeah, like I said, you, you, you'll get more ash... The higher, the more layers you complete, it's just, it's just that the reward decreases. So if, there, if there's people out there who just really want to get all the ash they what they can get, they can choose to progress all the way to layer eight and get the total of math is hard. Hold on, 15, 30, 40, 4. Can you say it was ninety? That yes, that 
<laughs> uh, I don't think that's right. Hold on. 15, 10, 25, 30, 5, 40, 50. If you complete all eight layers of a single wing, you'll get 50 soul ash for completing that wing. The 90 was from completing the individual wings on the intro quest. Because there are six wings total, you'll get 90 if you complete the first layer of each of those wings. That's what the intro quest is. Like, I like I like that they, they're, they're front-loading all of this. It, like I said, it, it removes that feeling for that some players will experience. And like, okay, well, I'm, not, I, I'm doing all this just to get one or two currency here. Meanwhile, uh, and it's going to take me forever to get all these things. As opposed to, you know, the other way around. I don't know. What what do you guys... How do you guys feel about this system as it is right now? So far, I think I'm okay with it. I do think what Medris was saying about how, like, that first layer you get more slash than say a later layer because correct me if I'm wrong but do the layers get more challenging as you go higher yes so in my mind it would make more sense to get more ash for the more challenging layers like I think one of the things they're, they're, that they're trying to do with Torghast is not uh make it people's sole bit of content when they're, they're spending so much time in there that they're they that's going, true that they're going far enough and I think this is what is this is what they're doing to attempt to do that like and they do I mean they are definitely trying to make it more player friendly for a wider player base of people right so that's true like they're they're, they're not they're not removing the reward. Like for right. going as for for going for pushing through all the layers, it's just that your your reward is going to be decreased. So there's less incentive for some of the more casually minded players um, to want to push to those levels and feel uh, and feel as though they're missing out on stuff because they're not able to or not willing to put in the time to push to those higher levels. The bulk of the reward is going to be early on. And it's for the players who are concerned about min-maxing and all that other stuff. That are the people that do want to grind. Yeah, that are going to benefit from the extra bits of Soul Ash that are rewarded. Yeah, I can see that. That makes sense. I think overall I'm okay with this system. On paper. Oh yeah, I'm... I am okay with this. I gotta go back to Torghast. I haven't gone back since they introduced the quest line to unlock Torghast. <laughs> I'm in the middle of that quest line right now. I, I, I definitely miss the days where I can just talk to Torghastator. <laughs> so, Medris, considering how much you like Torghast, what do you think about this system? I have no opinion. Uh-huh. No, this is gonna be the Rathian thing all <laughs> over again, isn't it? No, because we have proof that he actually liked it, so... That's true. Don't distract about... I'm going to go back... Anyways... Yeah, I'm going to retweet that again after the show. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I I truly don't have an opinion. Um, I don't see myself doing Torghast, and uh, I just I don't know that I feel like it'll have a huge effect on my uh, my game time. So okay, just my opinion. All right, well, why don't you talk to us a little bit about uh, some of the changes based on player feedback that Blizzard has made to Sockets and whatnot, and some of the other things that people are not happy about. All right, so we talked about uh, some uh, uncertainty and concerns expressed by the player base in regards to conduits and their impermeability in your gear. Uh, Blizzard has done some tweaks to that system, and uh, it's definitely sounded like a can't-win-for-nothing kind of situation here, uh, because people aren't happy with it, apparently, or not as happy as they could be with all the systems that are being done here. So, um, they they basically have come out to clarify a few things here. Uh, so, conduits will not change with your spec. Um, so if you've unlocked a certain amount with, say, a a prot paladin, and then change over to a red paladin, uh, that will not, uh, follow over or, or carry over to, uh, to the next spec that you, you choose. Um, it does sound, I think, based on a tweet here, it does sound, seem like, um, you won't be able to choose on the fly, uh, when to, ch- like, what you want to set your, your conduits to, uh, that'll be changed weekly, uh, that seems a little odd for a game where people change things, like, between raid bosses. Um, let's see here. Sorry, I'll be honest, I did not keep track of this, uh, story going, going throughout. Um, okay, so, so each of your three soul mines will only be respectable once per week, which includes their socketed conduits. And you can set one up for each spec, but clearing and changing out those conduits will still only be on a weekly basis. Okay. That seems a less fun, I guess. And I'd imagine hard, like hardcore, like world first raiders are not going to be happy with this because that'll mean that they can't use that system to change as they're trying different strategies on a boss, right? Well, they won't be able to change it as easily. They'll have to go back to wherever and change their conduits depending on what strategy they want to use, which is, you know, not great. It's like back to the days where we had to go back to um, to our trainers to change talents, which is not fun. Nobody nobody enjoyed going back to Stormwind or Orgrimmar or wherever their class trainer of choice was to have to change your talent tree. Right? Did anybody enjoy that? Did, did, did you guys enjoy no. that? No. No. Um... 
I didn't mind it, but it wasn't a fulfilling experience. Let's put it that way. Like, like I imagine back in the day, I wouldn't have minded, but given the choice between that system and what we have with talents right now, where I can just kind of change, like, I prefer this system. I prefer our current system. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, something that I think is is a very good thing, uh, and I suggested this as as a kind of a why or is this not the way they're doing it? Uh, they moved from a inventory based system to a persistent collection system. Yes. Uh, so thinking back to how glyphs were when it was just okay, so you can change the glyph you have on at this point if you want. Um, at, at, at whatever point you want. So it's it's good that... Or not not whenever you want now, but... You know, like, basically, like, it's not a... Um, not the original glyph system where you actually had to have the glyph in your bag to change to that glyph. But it is able to be done from a collection, not a an item in your bags. So that's really good. Um, again, I, I never understood why they were even considering the first iteration of that. Uh, it made no sense to me. And I'm very glad they changed it. No, yeah, 100% agree. That was not a great feeling. Um, I'm, glad it, I'm glad we're not going that route. Definitely. Like, I'm still a week-long cooldown to respect your soul binds. I don't understand why it's a week-long cooldown. I, I, I would. I have to think it has something to it has to do something with uh, with world first. People. Oh yeah, I, I, I get. Like, I'm not a person who would have done it. Like, I'll, I, I've talked about this before. I'll kind of just pick my thing and go with it, and make it work. And and this is to discourage the need to have to go back and change things all willy nilly. But like, yeah. Oh, I feel so like, I I feel so bad for those people for the, those people who like, like not everybody's me who plays Fury Warrior one way and that's it. Like, Druids, for example, they have four specs. If they want to play all four specs, they can't have a Soulbind set up for each one. And granted, that's not going to be a lot of people. But, like, it, it sucks for those people. And, like, there are people who have who enjoy like multiple styles of gameplay and will want to have something set up for each of those. Mythic Plus, Raiding, PvP, or you know, tank DPS and PvP or whatever. And they're not gonna be able to have if they have more than three of those, they're not gonna have the soul binds available to them in order to do it how they may feel is most effective. I feel for those people so bad. Like that's that really sucks. Like if you have three if you have three different ways you like to play the game, you're fine for the most part. You can set up you can set up one up differently for each soulbind. But more than that you are you are boned if you want to play if you're the kind of person who wants to play it super effectively. Yeah, that's... Like I said, it won't affect me at all. I play pretty much one way and I'll make it work. I don't min-max or any, any of that stuff. But... Yeah, that's rough. 
Anyway, I feel like I'm kind of just rehashing the whole same things over and over again. Ellie? On one hand, I understand that Blizzard doesn't want people to min-max to the point of switching things up for every single raid boss. But on the other hand, there are some people that that's what they want to do and that's how they enjoy the game. And I, I agree that a week-long wait to redo your conduits, it, it feels like a lot. I mean, I'm looking at my situation where I do mostly play Holy Priest. So most of my decisions will be based on that. But there are some times that I'm needed to DPS instead. And that's where things get tricky. So I like that they're they're trying to look at the system and they're trying to find ways to tweak it to fit more players. I don't know if this is quite the answer. Yeah. And I mean, the, one other thing they, they said when the Soulbind thing was introduced, like, down the line we will have more Soulbind options. So, like, that's an option for some people, but, like, right now there's three. And that's what we're, that's what everybody's concerned with right now, what we're going to get out of the gate with Shadowlands. And if there are people who enjoy four very different types of gameplay, and they want to be able to do it... And they want to be able to play to how they want in, in terms of min-maxing or whatever. They're not going to be able to do it. And three, like, you'll be able to pick your uh, appropriate conduits for each playstyle. Whether or not it's, quote, the best. Right. Is up for debate. But, like, but for those players who like that, that's going to matter to them. Like, this doesn't affect the casual... Like, I'm using casual loosely here. But for the, for those... Okay, so for those players who enjoy one specific type of gameplay and they don't deviate from that, this doesn't affect them. They'll be fine. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel for those guys. That's... that's. If it goes live like this, it's going to suck for them. But like Metro said, at least... Conduits are a persistent collection now. I think that in itself is a good change. Yeah, I'm glad they made that change. I mean, everybody gave that feedback. It was made very clear that it was not a desired thing by the community. And I hope they take they take some of this other feedback with this system to heart too, because for a selection of players, that's not going to be great. Yeah, it's the key thing is just to make sure that they are taking that feedback and they are listening to the players. Because if they aren't listening to the players, uh, then they'll lose the players. Yeah. Anyway, I think we should step away from the beta for a little bit. We, we talked a lot about that. Um, there's been a lot of stuff that's going on in Classic, right, Ali? Yeah. Not necessarily good stuff, but it's stuff. <laughs> so we have the AQ opening event going on right now and as it probably happened in the past granted I didn't play vanilla so I can't tell you but there's been some griefing for those who are on this quest line and it's 
happen in various ways. And Blizzard's been investigating all of it, and there's been some bans here and there, and that kind of thing. One of the ways that the griefing has happened, or at least was reported to have happened, was there was a horde player that was working on their grind, and they were together to zerg the boss down, and a whole bunch of alliance members on their server supposedly mass reported the main horde player who was going to be the scarab lord and that horde player got an automatic seven day ban and so obviously you know it, he did nothing wrong it was reported blizzard has since overturned that i believe and you know blizzard just wants to remind everyone that this reporting system is to combat bad behavior, toxicity, unfair gameplay, attempts to trick or defraud a game master or abusing the system is also going to result in account actions. So it's definitely something to keep in mind. Blizzard also wants to let people know that if someone feels that they have been suspended unfairly or unjustly, and would like to appeal, they can submit a ticket and game masters will investigate it case per case basis. But after some investigating, Blizzard has also clarified that not all these bans are based on mass reporting, as was stated. Some of what has happened also is there's been reports of on certain realms players are doing other things to disrupt those working on this quest line. For example, bringing uninvolved and low-level characters to engage with a required enemy and buff its stats and abilities. Because if I remember right, and correct me if I'm wrong, the more people engaged with the bosses and whatnot, the more it scales up. And it's harder to beat, I believe. And so... People are using these ways to grief from the same faction. So, say for example, those alliance players might go do that to, that, to another alliance player. And... While there might be a lot of PvP in these types of situations, and that's that's a given, and that's part of this event. But when it's your own faction griefing you, you can't do anything about that. So that's been really tricky, and Blizzard is going to take action on players who participate in this kind of griefing as well. And that could also include suspending their account. So there's just been a lot of a lot of bad stuff going on in Classic and Blizzard is doing their best to investigate it and respond appropriately. I think one of the th I think one of the things that this kind of shines a light on and I I straight up I don't have a good solution for this. 
but it's it shines a light on the problem that uh, automating some of these actions can end up having uh, negative consequences, as we've seen with this mass reporting thing. I mean, the guy did nothing wrong. People just wanted to stop him from doing all the scareboard stuff. And that's that's really bad. And it's, it was a seven-day suspension. So if that suspension had stuck, you, they wouldn't have been able to do any of the scareboard stuff. Yeah, it completely screws him over, yeah. Thankfully it was overturned, but man, that's... Like, that's an unfortunate thing. If it had taken longer than the 10-hour window... Which I, I, I don't know how quickly it was overturned. Like, that dude missed out on something they put a lot of time towards. I feel like actions like this, uh, players who do this, malicious reporting... Uh, they they should receive punishment, uh, at least equal to what was being given out by their actions, uh, and I understand that that may impact people who did not know they were doing something wrong. And there are lots of conversations that Blizzard can't track. For instance, if a conversation happened in a Discord server where a player was told, "Hey, I heard this." this player is doing something bad, we need to get over there and uh, report them. Um, I, I understand that may, that may, that may rope in players who were not aware of the problem uh, that they were doing. But there needs to be an effect or, or a, a cost for those who are making these decisions. And there needs to be a deterrent much like we have for people who exploit, to discourage people from doing bad things. It, it, there just needs to be something to to be in the in a player's head. If I do this, it could cause me a problem. Yeah, and like I get I get the mentality behind like what you're saying, where some people just weren't generally may not have been aware that this was the case where they were participating in a mass false reporting which is which is why like one of my policies when it comes to reporting stuff in game is like I either I either have to witness it or have like credible proof that it actually happened whether that's a screenshot or whatever but I I I can't take I can't take a random person's word for it because like I don't know what happened. I, I get I get the desire to want to do something, especially if you're being told that somebody had said something particularly egregious. Like I understand the want to do that. I would want if somebody said something horrifically racist to somebody else in a DM and they told me about it. Like I would be angry for them. I would want to report that person, but like. At the same time, I'd like, I'd want to see like a screenshot or something to verify that because at the end of the day, the, most of these people that we're interacting with in WoW are like outside of our guildies or whatever that we've played with for months or years or whatever. A good chunk of people we're going to interact with in WoW are random people on the internet. We don't know their intents. 
yeah, it was it was a pretty crappy thing to do. It's on one hand, I'm disappointed that people were doing this, and on the other hand, I'm not surprised. So that's where we're at. <laughs> but I mean, I say this in in our pre-show uh, chat host chat. Um, back when when AQ was first opening, players were grieving each other too. So this is the grieving part is not new. It's just the method they're using, right? Uh, in regards to the reporting people, that's the new stuff. Um, but the rest of it, you know, creating characters to buff a boss that needs to be killed, totally not new. Totally happens before, and will happen again. All right, well, let's move on to our sponsor, shall we? Right, so our first sponsor of the show are the great folks over at Audible. You can get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash atareads2020. That's bit.ly slash atareads2020. Now nearly 500,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Today we're going to conclude the Percy Jackson and the Olympian series with The Last Olympian. Let's have a listen. The end of the world started when a Pegasus landed on the hood of my car. Up until then, I was having a great afternoon. Technically, I wasn't supposed to be driving because I wouldn't turn 16 for another week, but my mom and my stepdad, Paul, took my friend Rachel and me to this private stretch of beach on the South Shore, and Paul let us borrow his Prius for a short spin. Now, I know what you're thinking. Wow, that was really irresponsible of him. Blah, blah, blah. But Paul knows me pretty well. He's seen me slice up demons and leap out of exploding school buildings, so he probably figured taking a car a few hundred yards wasn't exactly the most dangerous thing I'd ever done. Anyway, Rachel and I were driving along. It was a hot August day. Rachel's red hair was pulled back in a ponytail, and she wore a white blouse over her swimsuit. I'd never seen her in anything but ratty T-shirts and paint-splatter jeans before, and she looked like a million golden drachmas. Oh, pull up right there, she told me. We parked on a ridge overlooking the Atlantic. The sea is always one of my favorite places, but today it was especially nice. So once again, that was The Last Olympian, the fifth book, for the fifth and final book in the Percy Jackson and the Olympian series, written by Rick Riordan and narrated by Jesse Bernstein. You can find that at nearly 500,000 titles over at bit.ly slash atareads2020. And I'd like to thank Audible for their support of the show. So, our question of the week for last week was, for the next gold sink, what kind of mount would you like to see in Shadowlands, and what kind of amenities would it have? Will Siler says, pick one of my tunes, and they'll give you piggyback rides. All gold is synced into my bags. <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> No, Will, you're not getting my gold. You didn't give me loot, so no gold for you. Queen Ishura says, portable barbershop because of the new customization options. That's a really good idea. <laughs> Seraphis says, I would like an Arthas mount. Like him, just give me a piggyback. That is all. That is not the answer I was expecting from Seraphis. That is along the lines of what I expected from Seraphis. But, but like, he's been championing guild airships for forever, and I was expecting that, and he didn't deliver. I'm a little disappointed. 
I just have this mental image of Arthas giving him a piggyback ride. But not Ar not Seraphis's character, like Seraphis himself. It's just, it's an awkward image. Anyways, Hyrule Master 77 says, I think it should have a barbershop. It should be something ritzy, <laughs> which obviously you're not alone in that. And this tin soldier says stealth mount. Oh, that could be interesting, actually. Frasley says, I like what Hotty Chicken said on Twitter. A barbershop mount would be really cool. Maddie says, I want an otter mount. The <laughs> special feature is that it swims hand in hand with your friend's otter mount. That's adorable. And second answer being warp elemental mount that can port you and two passengers to one location in each expansion of the previous expansions. That's also kind of dope. Definitely some interesting uh, ideas there, guys. Uh, next question. This week's question is: How do you feel about the alleged one-day ban for advertising services in the Group Finder in exchange for gold? We look forward to hearing your guys' answers and seeing what you guys think of the news and whether this is a fair punishment or not. Look for and look for our tweeting and discording of the question on Thursday for your answering times. Thanks. All right, now time for our shoutouts, since I think that's it for the show. No, no emails, no, no voicemails. So, Allie, you first. Oh my. Well, I have a couple different thoughts in my mind, but I'm this week going to stick with a shout out to everyone who came to my stream last night, because that was pretty great and meant a lot to me. So, and if you didn't make it, don't feel bad, because like I said, I, I ninja streamed, so I wasn't expecting anyone to come. Yeah. Ninja streamers. How rude. Hey, ninja streaming is not a bad way. Apparently it gets you a lot of money eventually. Especially when your platform Apparently. shuts down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but not all of us can be ninja and ninja streaming. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> Alright, and Toasty, you? I've, I've got two. Uh, my first shout-out is to Andrei Svechnikov of the Carolina Hurricanes, who provided the Hurricane slash Hartford Whalers with their first hat trick in franchise history in the postseason. Also has a combined five goals in two games, which is just monstrous. Um, Anti-shout-out to Nazem Kadri for scoring with .1 seconds left <laughs> in the Blues Avalanche game to put the Avalanche on top. Uh, that... uh, Ali, would you like to counter with a second uh, shout out on this uh, episode? I would like to shout out to him for scoring that amazing goal, and I'm you don't, you don't see, but I'm doing like a little happy dance over here. It was definitely not only awesome and and epic, but it was definitely a record record center, and they had to review the goal so closely. To see, you know, when the puck crossed the line and versus the the time on the clock, and it was, it was such an intense few moments while they were reviewing it. So good, uh, Toasty. How are you feeling at the time? <laughs> um, I was going through a wide range of emotions. There was a lot of ex there was a lot of denial. Like, no, the game was over. Go to overtime. This is it. Like, oh no. The game was definitely not over. This was definitely in, but hopefully they rule on my side of things, and then they didn't. <sighs> There's lots of games in the playoffs. 
True, and it's just a round robin, so it's not like it affects their um, presence in the playoffs. It just it's just going to affect their seating. Also, <laughs> also that's right, guys. Hockey is back. We will talk about hockey a lot on this show. We'll try to in keep, August. We'll try depends. to keep. We'll try to keep it to the non-news portions. <laughs> so what's what's like? What is the expectation for like season, next season? Is it like a late start or? Late start, yeah. Um, okay, so another another shortened season next year nope. as well. They're still going to try to play 82 games in a shorter season. Oh, God. There's talk of them having triple headers, like back to back to back. Are, are they doing Hub Cities again, man? Uh, I mean, they don't, they don't know yet. They're like, they, this, is all, this is all a floating... It's a floating <sighs> target at this point. They don't know what they're going to do. That That is the perfect, perfect analogy for the way the world is right now. A floating target. Anyway, Medros. Uh, all right, my uh, shout out is going to be to the uh, Winnipeg Jets for pulling it, pulling themselves together and uh, getting a win in, in today, uh, so that they can eventually uh, surpass uh, my friends Calgary Flames and go on to uh, to further glory in the playoffs, where they defeat everybody else and take, bring the cup to Winnipeg. And they did that with tw- without twenty four percent of their goals, like line no lining, no Shifley. That's crazy. Yeah, um, and and um, I have many words for one Matthew Kachuk, and uh, none of them are, are nice, so I will not say them. All right. And that'll be about it. Uh, so let's... If you'd like to reach us by voicemail, call 1-785-ATA-WOW5 or 785-282-9695. You can send emails to show at allthingsazroth.com. If you like what we do here, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash allthingsaz. Join our new Battle.net group at bit.ly slash bnetata. Check out Ali Show at dungeonfables.com and Toasty Stream at twitch.tv slash toastypostycan. You can find us on Twitter at allthingsaz, at medros, at fandeth, at toastypostycan, at aliandrusk, and at donforge. And please check out the other shows from the Donforge Network, including Group Quest and Shattered Soulstone. And we'll be back next week. In the meantime, take care, happy hunting, and we'll see you on the other side of more hockey, I guess. Oh, yeah. And beta. Lots of beta. Also, go Blues! Go Jets! Go Jets! Avalanche! This podcast is part of the Dawn Forge Network. Copyright 2020.